check in with Tyler about the draft and then talk about the draft. Saddle up, folks. It's going to be a big one. Crack a cold one, kick your feet up, and enjoy the show. Oh, hello, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to another presentation of What the Heck. Part sports, part pop culture, 100% Real fun. fun. Tonight's all sports, though. Sports ball. We have to. It's like uh, Christmas week. It is. Anyway, I'm Colin Frederick with Jake Reese and Tyler Heck. Live from the new studio. I'm super pumped, by the way. It just feels right. Feels it like home. It does. We've got a bright orange wall ahead of us. That's awesome. And uh, I can't post a picture of it yet because I have one more thing in the works. It's a secret. Yep. You'll get to see it. But soon, soon, soon we'll share the uh, the joy of the new studio. Uh, we've got some windows open because there's not 85,000 <laughs> cars driving past. <laughs> yeah, just five or six. At 85,000 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. The mileage... Cumulative mileage stays the same. Similar. <laughs> very similar. Uh, no, but... Uh, country living. Country living. We Looks just good. We just put the studio back together immediately before the show. Like, like literally a half hour ago. Like built the desks and... Uh, connected everything. Hooked everything back up. Struggled with why we couldn't hear anything. Sounded like aliens for a minute. I hope everyone can hear us now. Yeah, this it'd be is really disappointing suck if this episode is disappointing. Because <laughs> it might be one of the most exciting episodes in a while, ever. At least for us, and I'm sure some of our listeners will like it. Some of them will definitely well, not. Two out of the five listeners might. Yes, someone well. has to care. The NFL draft is upon us, ladies and germs, and uh, forty-eight hours. As some big draft nerds, we decided to dedicate an episode to it because uh, well it's our podcast and we can talk about whatever we want yeah if you don't like it wait till next and week to be honest we haven't gotten many suggestions on what we should talk no. about well no that and we haven't got Just any saying. sponsors for a while a little disappointed in our hecklers that's true but we do still have repair barrels which and we've all been slamming down the uh Strawberry the airheads tonight. Yeah. As we were moving boxes out of the way to set up the desk, <laughs> uh, we were like, "Move found one a bo- box." We found Eat a box airhead. that <laughs> was just all of our st- the uh, remaining sponsor snacks we had. So that was pleasant. I should really start incorporating airheads. No, nope. I mean uh, repair barrels into my life. Yeah. Yes. Put a couple in your pocket, kind of like the uh, like butterscotch candy that yeah, your grandpa yeah. has like at if his you're house. An old person. Yep. I can't wait to be old so I can do that and not you can do it be now. made fun of. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Do it now. Oh. It's okay. Just don't share with your students. So there's construction <laughs> going on out there? <laughs> I, I thought maybe Euchre's tail was hitting the door. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, folks, without further to-do, I always like when people say words like that wrong. Without further <laughs> adudes? Without <laughs> further some dudes. <laughs> Tyler, what the heck?
just jump right into it. There's We're no all excited about the draft. There's no time like the present. Yep. And I'm maybe I am jumping a segment ahead here, but I we got to talk about it. Really, it all kind of blends together. I think the draft can be segment one, two, and three. Yep. That's what it's going to turn into yep, because I'm going to start it with this question. Hit me. Who? Oh yeah. Is going number one overall? Rashad Bateman. I think that's done deal. He's going 29. Yeah. What I think is more interesting is like who's going. Who's going three to three. the Niners? Because I really strongly don't think Mac Jones should be number three. They said who was it between Mac Jones Trey and Lance. Uh, Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. And those are not <laughs> the two guys I thought were going to be uh-uh. there at three. Sorry. They were going to be there at three. Not the guys who I thought were going to be picked at three. <laughs> right. Yeah. Trey Lance is very much a projection and a project moving forward. Yeah. He, he's, he's very athletic. Which would be fine for the Niners with right. Jimmy still there. My Here's uh, my favorite. But Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> Did you guys catch Kyle Shanahan's response to ESPN when they asked him um, if Jimmy Garoppolo would be on his team by the end of the weekend? Um, I saw that it was a thing, <laughs> but I didn't watch the video. He said, uh, I can't guarantee that any of us will be alive by Sunday, so I, I can't say that I know what will happen. Wow, great answer. <laughs> like, wait, cool, what? Kyle, are we dying? What a guy. I guess so. And I saw a meme on Facebook that showed, like, Thanos with – Infinite like end game. <laughs> He's like, see, he doesn't know if any of us will be alive, well, so that's a decent answer. My favorite description of Trey Lance was a picture of him, and it said, Trey Lance looks like the actor who would play Patrick Mahomes in a movie about Tom Brady or something. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Speaking of that, I heard someone describe uh, Zach Wilson as Mormon Patrick Mahomes. Hey, if you're getting compared to Patrick Mahomes in any way, it can't be a bad thing. I mean, it could be. It would. Yeah, like, he does kind of talk like a frog. Did you see the side-by-side picture of Tom Brady's draft picture where he's in his boxers and Mac Jones in the locker room smoking a cigar with his shirt off? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like – it said like something like um, these guys are comparable dad bod quarterbacks or something like that. Yeah, except Mac Jones is like even a little chubbier. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady was just like awkward. skin and bones. Yeah, there was really nothing to him. <sighs> what I did I ask? You asked who's <laughs> going number one who's overall. Who's going number one? Trevor, I think that's a done deal. Yep, I think so too. And number two is Wilson. Well, I think so then. too. I do think now. I think the Niners messed everything up with the whole Mac Jones Trey Lance thing, and I do think Justin Fields drops. How far? far? I don't know how far, but I think he drops farther than. So I saw a buddy sent stupid. me a. He's the best of them. A buddy sent me a thing today from one of the ESPN guys where they did a mock in their final mock draft, had a trade, had the Bears trading up to 14 with the Vikings and drafting fields at 14. If First the Vikings off, did that, the Bears are not the suck. Vikings are not going to trade with the Bears in their division to allow them to get a franchise quarterback. Correct. correct. Second off, I don't believe Fields will be there at fourteen. Also correct. I don't think so either. So. Didn't I thought I read somewhere that they're saying there could be six quarterbacks taken in the top ten. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Totally. But there are a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. Yeah. Also, totally correct. <laughs> And Houston might be one of them at this point. <laughs> Who knows what's Allegedly. going on with Deshaun? <laughs> Allegedly, well, yeah. That's what I mean. We don't know. <laughs> they got to be ready, though, just in case, right? They should have traded him when they had the chance. They yeah. should have. Some sucker would be having him deal with his issues right now. On the their own. I'd deal with it. <laughs> well, maybe. What do you mean? You guys got your quarterback. 
Yeah, the Red Rocket. Why would yeah? Why would you even trade up for Justin Fields? <laughs> Andy Dalton is a proven winner. Being a Bears fan makes me so sad. Fourteen years ago, I would agree Nine. with you. I'm sad. Always, oftentimes they're gonna draft someone good. They oh. always draft someone oh, other than don't. a quarterback. Pretty Who? David Montgomery. Jeez, Tariq Cohen. David Montgomery. Nah, uh, Cohen was geez. a stretch. He was well, fucking okay. David Montgomery's uh, backup is in this draft and is pretty good. Just telling you, it's like college backup. Oh, I was, oh, I was waiting for you to be like, okay, and who's that? <laughs> no. Uh, they didn't draft a quarterback that was good in their last Well, they've never drafted pick. a quarterback. But they've drafted some pretty decent players. Burlocker. That's the first one that popped into my head. Pat Tillman? Not Pat Tillman. Uh, Peanut Peanut Tillman. Tillman. Chuck. He's an FBI agent. Agent Tillman. Yeah, he is. That's awesome. Maybe. No. No, really, he is. After his NFL career. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh. Wait, what? Chuck? <laughs> What's his actual name? Charles. Charles. <laughs> He's like, who the hell is Chuck? Because <laughs> <Chuck laughs> I've, I've always really ever referred to him as Peanut. Oh, did you say the P word? Yeah. Peanut punch. <laughs> yep. Whoa. Well. Okay, there you have it. Trevor Lawrence next. Segment two, the draft. <laughs> <laughs> How into it are you? On a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a draft nerd? I'll start because I don't Tell think me. I'm as big as a draft nerd as you That's two. That's disappointing. Um, so if you guys are definitely 10s, I'm probably about a 7.7, maybe a 7.8. Oh, we're going on a See, I was going to put myself as an 8. No way. You're oh more, Jesus. dude, you print out a book. You got a binder. Like, <laughs> I saw all your paperwork. You're a bigger nerd than that. <laughs> yeah. The only thing you don't do is, like, publish mock drafts for people to look at. That's and true. maybe Which, you do if that. you did, I might win a pool this year. I don't so. publish them. I just do them for myself. Well, you should start a pool and charge all your friends $10 Honestly, so you I can take be all their mad money. I wouldn't putting a pool in the yard for swimming. I wouldn't be <laughs> upset about helping do that. There you go. Or watching it be done. I wouldn't be upset about swimming in it. Well, we're settled then. Okay. <laughs> we got all aspects covered. Katie, get on that. Back to the draft pool. <laughs> no, I think I'm just going to throw myself at a seven. You guys are definitely higher than well, that. Well, now that you said you're going to be at an eight, and you put yourself at a seven. If you're an eight, I then I'm like a five. I'm in between them. If you're there an you eight, go. I'm a five. I'm exactly halfway between <laughs> Jake and Colin. <laughs> because I do – I haven't done much this year because with spring football and craziness at school and stuff, I just don't have, like, I haven't been home as much to, like, research stuff like I normally would. Like, I usually, I would say, I have a decent idea of where guys go probably in the first two rounds, other than, like, the crazy, like, trades, the, the trades and the crazy falls, um, like, I have an idea of, like, okay, in the first round, these 30 guys are going for sure kind of a thing. I just haven't done that this year. I know a lot of the names, and I kind of have an idea, but I feel like it's going to be a very different draft for me this year watching it because there are names that are going to be drafted. I'm like, who is that? He's he's what position? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Like Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. I don't know. There are some. <laughs> I, I know that name. I don't God think I read you. it right, though, then. Last time, Ugh. he's been fighting Irish. The Notre Dames. Uh, yeah, 
I am sure that there are bigger draft nerds than I. For example, the draft nerds that like I listen to on podcasts and stuff. Um, you know, we're like talking about draft, so and true. we're in a podcast. True. So. All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but they get into way more depth, I think, than we do. <laughs> right. Well, a lot of these guys are like that's actually their job to do. They can name all three hundred plus players eligible for the draft. Yeah, like Danny Brugler and with his book that I tried to print today and I couldn't. Well, we may have to figure out how I can just get a digital copy to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I was going to say, you really going to want to carry just that? Actually, I kind of want you to carry I that. I do too. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. Honestly, having the books real nice. Uh, I was yeah, always uh, we're going to need a table for six. <laughs> yes, I know there's three of us, but we have this big-ass binder. <laughs> uh, what team are you representing? So are you drafting from here live? Yes, mobile yep. draft. <laughs> mobile draft. No, I do like to like follow along in the little book, and then I can tell you the pronunciation of names and where they went to grade school and what <laughs> they like to eat. And their zodiac sign. Yeah. Um, but that said, I'm a big enough nerd that like, if we were watching the Dolphins and Giants on a Sunday, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I think that kid came out of Akron in the fourth round last year. <laughs> yeah, you're way bigger nerd than me. Yeah, see, that's some higher of than them an I eight. do recognize. That's I higher than remember. an eight. But it's a lot of like, especially NFC North. Like I pay a lot, especially day three of the draft. Like that's who I pay attention to the most. Like maybe I have to remember that name. Yeah. Maybe he turns out to be really good and he's gonna crush us. Maybe if he plays for the Bears, they'll be mediocre to bad. Well, that's only if they're quarterbacks. Well, they suck too. So. Uh. Here we go again. But again, they don't need one. At least this year we can go eight and nine. True. <laughs> or nine and eight. No. Let's yeah. be real. Come yeah, real. You still get please. to play the Lions twice. Fact. Okay, well, now we're two and 15. Stop. It's Jared Goff. It's not Matthew Stafford. We beat the Lions twice. That puts well, us two and 15. And let's be real. You shouldn't have beat the Lions twice. DeAndre Swift really helped you guys out. <laughs> that <week>. was <laughs> the, just the <laughs> dumbest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Oh, my bad. He had money on the game. Fact. I also am into the draft enough that pretty much when I play Madden franchises, I don't ever actually play games. You I just draft them? I only do, like, off-seasons. And seasons I, are fun. I simulate like one week at a time up till the trade deadline, and then I simulate to the off season after that. It's just so great. <laughs> See, you are a bigger nerd than you think. It's my uh, favorite. I, I told you, Ben and I are into that stuff too. We play the games every week, except for like, I think we took the Redskins and won, and we simulated the first season because we traded everyone away, and didn't matter if we played or not. The Actually, team the football team. Sorry, the Washington football team. But normally we play, but the off season is like we get to play around and hey, what happens if we trade this guy who's really good and we actually like, but we want someone else. Trading on Madden used to be so freaking stupid. Yes. And it's slightly better now. It's a little bit Sometimes easier. it's still stupid. Except it's right. There are some that you're like, um, how are you not taking this? So then you kind of cheat and you create another owner for that team and you do the trade the opposite way <laughs> and then you retire that owner 
I've never done that, you freaking cheater. It's not a cheater. It's a legit trade. No, it's not. Sounds yes. like cheating to it's me. It's not like no. we're... No. It's they wouldn't take the trade, it's not so like you we're create your own owner and make the trade go through. We're not taking like our long snapper, who is actually a tight end in the game because they don't have long snapper as a position, and we're trading it for Randy Moss. He's not. He's retired. I, that's still not a fair trade. <laughs> Course. I'm not retired. trading. I'm not trading some backup cornerback for Russell Wilson straight up. Like it's a, it's a fair trade. If the computer rejects it, it seems to me that you no, should move on. No, because there are some. There are some in that game. You could trade for uh, Quentin Nelson, guard for the Colts. Yeah. For like a fourth round pick, straight up. Okay. That's not real. <laughs> no team in the history of ever should do that. And, and if they do, that owner should give die. Like two ones and a player. Yeah. And it's a better player. At the same position or at a position that they need, and they're like, nah, we're good. They're like, no, thank you. Like, this guy doesn't <laughs> even play for you. He's a backup. It's always hard to trade for Roquan. Well, that's because try. he's young. I know. That's the other thing I think that I, I like that they've changed is the age matters. Definitely. You used to be able to trade for a young guy who was actually really good for nothing, for an old guy who was mediocre and going to retire. Now you can't do that. So I like that part. <laughs> now we're talking fake draft <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Jeez. Well, Jake yawned, and then I started yawning, and then he caught me, and then I started laughing, and it ended my yawn. So now I still kind of have to yawn. <laughs> Son oh. of a gun. Would you rather be, and my answer's obvious here, a draft pick, living out your lifelong dream, walking across the stage, or be like in a war room making a pick. War room. Same. I don't know. That's tough. Based on my age right now, I'm not getting yeah, drafted. Yeah, I'm clearly past my prime. <laughs> yeah, so. ask me a couple of years ago and maybe I would have been like, yeah, that's, it'd be cool. Like, it still would be cool to be a draft pick. I think you're right, but I think war room would be cool. Like, you got all the lists, all the players. You got whiteboards all over the right. room. You got all the research and the – you know, the, you know, all their measurements and their numbers, and it's a analytical game. Their mother's the maiden room. name, their father's I think that would be exciting. I think we should consider that for Thursday. What if we got B-dubs to go and set up a war room in here? Or you got B-dubs to go and came to my house in the basement with the big screen and had a war room down there. But what about my book? You can carry it. Oh, well, then in that There's case. There's plenty of room. That's pretty. I got a bar down there. It's 800 pages. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> it's like the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it's your Bible. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like uh, working for a team. You know, you get the excitement of the draft every year, versus a bigger amount of excitement only one time well plus i feel like if you're in the war room and like you get that fourth round pick who turns out to be a kick-ass all-pro player like whatever or the seventh round pick or whatever and you like that's got to give you like a great feeling like hey man we did all that research and we, we got it. this guy and now he right. turned out to be great you know, like got this guy, and turns out he sells it's meth. Like a diamond in the rough. <laughs> but also, I feel like there's more, much more pressure as a draft pick 
than someone in the war room. Oh, heaven. Um, <laughs> sorry for the interruption, <laughs> folks. Jake's we're we're looking at something right now. Oh, oh, heavens. There, there, there um, it is. Not as big as the one the other night. Yeah. Definitely fast, though. My lord. Look at him. Do we talking about draft picks still. We don't even have anything yet. That's all right. Tell Katie. You got paper? You got a piece of paper. Don't tell Katie. All right. <laughs> all right, so while you keep you're moving. taking care of that, Jake and I are going to talk about would we or would you. There we go. Center of the window right Center. Here. Um. Would you rather be an early draft pick to a shitty team or a later draft pick to a good situation? That's a tough one because <clears throat> I like the idea of, like, going to a team and helping to turn it around, you know, make it a winner. Right. But I know that – I don't know personally, but I <laughs> believe that <laughs> NFL careers are short lived so it's like how much time do you have to go somewhere and turn it around and make them a winner right versus just like all right this isn't a bad situation i can come in and help them win and, and we're already pretty decent right i don't know that's a toss-up uh, uh i think i would rather be a later pick prove myself on a good team and become part of a winning team i think it would depend on partially the situation like are we talking getting drafted to the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence. Because yeah. even at, like, in my head, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, yes, I'm good. But what do they have around me that could actually help me? Because at Clemson, like, he had some pr pretty good weapons yeah, on that I offense. Did. And he also had a very good offensive line. And now you're going to a team where, yeah, you're going to be good, but what do you have around you? And maybe they're going to be good. You know, maybe that that's just what they're missing. Or like all the top draft picks that the Browns have had in the last and 10, that, 15 that years and they go nowhere. And they're not – they weren't good fits. No. I'd rather go to – if I'm going to a crappy team but I'm a good fit and we just get better but we're not great, I could deal with that. But if I'm going to even a good team but I hate being there and I'm not playing – it it's it all depends on the situation of the team. Like if you got drafted to Oakland and had to live there, where Oakland? I know that who's Oakland. in Oakland. Who I plays in they're Oakland? not there anymore. Aren't but like when Travis was in the draft, I was like, please God, don't go to Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only. I'd one. love to go to Las Vegas there right a, now. There were a couple teams. Baltimore, I think I was not that excited <laughs> about. I don't know. I think the fit. You're right with the fit. It makes sense whether it's a early pick to There's a shitty team like or a later pick kay. to a good team. <coughs> yeah, it's got to be a fit, but right. put the fit aside and just plain high pick to a shitty team or later pick to a better team. Say it's a great fit either way. I'm going to go high pick to a shitty team for the reason that you said being part of the turnaround. I'm going to stick with my answer and go, I'd rather be a later pick to a decent team, a good team, and, like, work my tail off and get into it and, and win with them because I just still feel like NFL careers are too short-lived. That, Like, Joe Thomas, great, great career, went to a crappy organization that his whole career was crappy. What? He's a Hall of Famer. 
not his whole career, <laughs> the team oh, the for team his whole career. While he was there. Is they won games. Is the big appeal to like being the number one pick that you make the most money? I know that it's not as much money as it used to be with it all being like slotted now, right. but like, is that <coughs> if you're a first round pick versus a fourth round pick? Is that like your biggest thing? Is that you're now making less money? I think it's more to just to say first round. Yeah, I think it's bragging rights. Mm-hmm. I was the number one pick overall. Even you know, <coughs> I mean, Rashad Bateman's gonna say I was 29th overall to Green Bay. <laughs> Rashad's <laughs> lit, but he's going 20 to Chicago. That's not true. They're not going to take a receiver. They, they don't have anyone good. to throw him to. Um, Unless we can switch him to quarterback. They My thought <laughs> on this f- matter is like Dak Prescott, for example. Mm-hmm. Fourth round pick. So he like probably, I don't know, didn't make that much money as a, a rookie. However, he went to Dallas, which... I mean, was, like, a good fit for him and whatever. But also, beyond that, like, it's a nice place to be uh, as the quarterback for America's team. Sure. Like, you know, the the endorsements and the, the whole uh, prestige that comes with that prestige situation. Worldwide. Wide, 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 wide. <laughs> I, like, I think that that more than makes up for that. And maybe... You know, like the the being a later round pick, then add some fuel to the fire, and yeah, I don't know. So, what's your? Tyler gave his. I gave mine. You are. Uh, I think I'd want to go later in the draft. Okay. To like the ideal situation, which I know you don't really get a lot of say in. Right. But I think that I would prefer that. Whether it's you know, and it not even necessarily just like a better team, but just the whole situation all around where do you prefer to watch the draft so how i guess so my up until with whom covid the last year um was different uh but for like the last 10 years i got a group of buddies that we get together and go to the dells and we get like some sort of a condo or you know, one of the cabins at the wilderness or something. And um, so we we get together. Sometimes there's only like four or five of us. Sometimes there's like 10, 11 of us. One year we got the, like, I don't know if you've ever been to the wilderness, but one year we got like the entertainment cabin. So it had like a monster, like as bigger than this wall screen that came down, projection screen for watching the draft. And it had like theater seating in this room so we we crashed there thursday night friday night and we go out in the dells after the draft is over thursday night but we sit there we do a pool with seven eight guys we do a pool and you build some money in the hotel yeah they they allow us it's okay we got permission you lay plastic down yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. yeah. um but that's my preferred way because then we're with you know i'm with all my buddies that we've We've all like done a little bit of research and throw a couple bucks in for a pool, and we get this nice hotel room, and we g- like get away from things for a couple of days. Tyler was able to go with us once. Mm-hmm. It was a toned down one that he went to, but still pretty fun. Yeah, it was still it's a good still time. Would you say it's possible crazy. that Tyler's the reason it toned down? <laughs> no, it's not possible. Would you reconsider that answer? <laughs> uh, not unless you're gonna like hold a gun to my head. 
which I saw the guns on the floor, so maybe that might happen. Oh, those <laughs> cases are all empty. Okay. Nothing in there. Um, so over the years, my draft night slash weekend has changed a little bit. Growing up, and even like in high school, um, I'd watch with like friends, and we would always. So there was one, one that I remember that me and a couple friends went to another buddy's house, and we each brought our our own TV and whatever system we played on, and we had the main TV like on the draft, and then as the draft happened in Madden, we would then create that player to the team that they had. Oh, that's kind of cool. And then we did that for, like, the whole weekend. So we had the entire draft class on nice. Madden, and then, like, we played uh, the rest of the You're a bigger weekend. nerd than you admitted earlier. Well, that was the, we did that <laughs> once. Sure. Like, that was the only time we did it. Okay. Um, like, I did it a couple times. That, like, I'd, I'd do, like, the first-round draft picks, but I would do it, like, for a week after the draft. Like, I wouldn't do it that night. Um, and then in college, we would go out and – either at a friend's house or we'd go to a bar and, like, watch the draft. And then, you know, Thursday night, wristbands for $5, all you can drink. So we would stay out and do that. Um, and then, I mean, really, last year, just watched at home. Actually, I think I w- we got uh, me and some friends got on, like, Zoom or something yeah, to watch that's it together. Um, but the year before that, I was up with you guys in the Dells. And that was pretty fun. That was different because that's not so- – like, normally we're at – you know, we were at a friend's house or in college we were at someone's house or downtown. Like it was never – we never went anywhere for it. So that was different, and that was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I've done a lot of different things. We actually got hats and shirts throughout the years. I think we had, we reached 20 years that we, this group of guys had been getting together. I've done so few things for 20 years. <laughs> Besides the You live. live? You live for more than but 20. But, like, barely. I'm thinking, like, <laughs> reading, I'm probably at about 20 years. Walking. I could walk before I was five. I, I'm saying at least 20 years, probably more. Yeah. If we're making a list, yeah. walking better be on there. It's going to be a pretty <laughs> short <laughs> list. <laughs> Eating, drinking. Um, I also have kind of been all over the place, as I've not had 20 years to – traditions. Okay, I'm old. Well, you can. Yeah, I get it. That's true. I should have started younger. Should have started younger. <laughs> Listen here, mom. <laughs> I'm going to the Dells. Colin, you're five. I'll drive there. <laughs> Give me the keys. <laughs> um, usually, it's with other people is is my main thing. Um, but it hasn't always been. And on the times that it's not, I generally have. Like several things, like I'll have the TV on ESPN or NFL Network. I don't remember which. It kind of depends on who's on the yeah. coverage. Um, but then the as- well, especially the last several years when I've been like pretty heavy into the uh, following the Cowboys, they have their like media team is pretty intense. They have a bunch of different podcasts and shit, and they have the draft show which they have like some cowboys people and some national people and talk about the draft like for months leading up to it but they do like a full coverage of every pick of the draft 
um, all three days. So I generally would like have that on and be like listening to them or watching on TV. I've also been known to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the draft. That's usually fun. Uh, I have one actually experience at that happened at Buffalo Wild Wings, but I'm gonna save that. Um, otherwise, like last year, we watched it. I think in Jeter's garage, like just kind of low key. Everybody brought some food and and some beer and and did it that way. So is do you usually like? Well, I suppose if you're in the Dells with a group of people, but like, would you do the same thing both nights, or are you really like focused more on the first round? We focus on the. F- so here's how well, our I suppose it didn't used to be. You know, it was the first and second, or first through third, or whatever. So what we yeah. do, uh, how our Dells weekend would go, or Thursday, Friday night, we would stay in the hotel, or the room, or the entertainment cabin, whatever we're in, watch the first round. When the first round's over, then we hook an uber or a shuttle or something and go out to a couple bars and then sleep in friday because we stay at the wilderness we get passes to the water parks not saying we would go to all the water parks but there's a swim up bar in one that we would basically stand i was there we basically would same time go there at like uh, 11 o'clock on friday and leave there at like six o'clock friday (laughs) In time to get back to watch the How draft start again. How did you get out of the pool during the day? Uh, we would make sure we held each other accountable to get out of that swim-up bar. If you weren't, we called people out. Like, dude, you've been here for three hours. There's no way that's possible. Get out. <laughs> I and never got called out. <laughs> cool. And then we would point out people like, Cause you were the new guy. that guy's been in the pool for five hours. Like, he never got out once. So we did that. But What's your stance on being in the pool, then? You're opposed? Uh, it's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But anyway, so then we would go back and watch Friday night's round coverage. And when that was over, then we'd go out again. Probably do maybe one bar or two bars the same, otherwise some different ones. And then Saturday wasn't a big deal. We might watch a little bit, but usually guys would like start to go home and go back to their families or do whatever because we'd usually well, that's stay Saturday night. So... That would be what our weekend consists Saturdays of. Saturdays where the real gems are. It is. That's why we would watch some of it, but, like, not the whole day and not the whole night. I'm disappointed. I'd go home and watch it on my own. What was the question? <laughs> did you do the same thing? Yeah. For Like, did you just make a big deal of the first oh. night? or Always a big deal for the first night. Most of the time, I'm going to sit down and watch the second night. And then if I'm around for the f- for Saturday, like, I'll have it on in the background. Like, I'm not always paying attention. Normally, I'll be like, obviously, I'll, I'll know when the Packers picks are, so I'll try to be able to tune into that stuff. Um, but I'm not. Like, if I'm out and I miss it, like, I'll just kind of on my phone. Yeah. Stay check, be like, oh, they got a couple picks left. I'll check in 30 minutes. But Saturday is kind of like the well. If I miss it, it's not that big of a deal. Right, like I want to watch it. Well, and there's but between ESPN updates and like all the shit, like right. you find out. I would tend to agree with that. So, do you have any like memorable 
draft moments or things that happened, whether that was with your group or with the draft. Uh, the one that I thought of was I was at Buffalo Wild Wings um, in Minnesota, like by the dicks that I worked at with a bunch of the guys from dicks. Bunch of the dicks from dicks. A bunch of the dicks from <laughs> dicks. The dicks dicks. Um, and that was the night of the Laramie Tunsil gas mask. Oh, yeah. And the whole oh, yeah. <laughs> it was wild. That was, it was like nobody was really paying attention because nobody gave a shit what the Dolphins were doing. Yeah. Um, but then somebody was like, what is he? Oh, oh my, oh my God. And like the whole restaurant like went crazy. <laughs> that was probably like my most I, does it make me a bad person? My, what I meant to say was my most memorable draft memory was when Travis. <laughs> I was going to say. That's I wasn't going to call him out on air, but. <laughs> yeah, no, that was. That was number Sorry, one. Travis, you no. take us back seat. You're, you're number two to, like to the gas mask. He was definitely <laughs> way better. No, actually, that, that for sure was. That was a fun night. He had some friends down and his agent and whatever, and we actually were just at my parents' house. Um. So that was cool. Wasn't wearing a gas mask. So no gas mask. <laughs> it was well, okay. No, we just. <laughs> that was in the other room. You're right. <laughs> Not going to be on camera yeah, with that. that. God, come on. <laughs> Morons, come on. Uh, so my memorable draft moments. Again, this crew, this this crew guy's been together Truth. for 20 years. Sorry. Truthfully, when I wrote that question, I was like, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Travis. <laughs> That was definitely what the coolest. A jerk face. That was definitely the coolest, but I was like, oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> when Larry Tunsil had the, the gas mask. <laughs> so my group of guys have been getting together since uh, one of our buddies lived in an apartment in Milton. <clears throat> and so we may have had, like, a cookout during the day Thursday and, like, had some adult beverages. And one of our buddies, uh, Bowers, we convinced he was in jeans and uh, Curtis Conway jersey. And so we convinced him. We had another friend who was, he's a little off kilter, but good dude. Um, we convinced them to race on the sidewalk and do a 40 yard dash. <laughs> and Eric did it barefoot. <laughs> and of course, he got blown out. <laughs> but we like, we laugh about that. So then, fast forward a few years to a uh, buddy bought his house in Janesville, and it was a bigger party. We invited some other more, uh, more friends to it. But uh, we had set up like a, another 40 yard dash in the street outside his on his of his house and i wore like one of my uh pinstripe jersey official official jerseys and had a whistle and a stopwatch <laughs> and we and we recorded it and so uh bowers came out in like these daisy duke cut off jean shorts and like a like a crop top <laughs> and said it was gonna help him go faster <laughs> and that he'd been training for hours for this <laughs> Not days or weeks, just hours. Just hours. <laughs> so we got that on video where they ran a 40-yard dash in the street outside my buddy's place. Of course, everybody's like half in the bag, so it wasn't – I think it was like a 12-4-40. And <laughs> so I could go do that right now. Those are, those are pretty memorable I because it was, a, it was just fun stuff. You know, we all were like – you know, that was our part of our draft combine. Mm -hmm. I never ran it, but – You should. Same two guys did. That's what made it more fun. <laughs> I think we should all go run 40s right now. I'm in. Well, it's dark right now, but soon. Yeah, sometime. I'm in. 
in the dark. Maybe before the What the Heck Football League starts up, we can have a What the Heck Football League combine. combine. Yeah. And Captain's got to know who they're drafting. Do important stuff like chugging beers. Yes. Shotgunning <laughs> beers. Beer in mile. As little time as possible. All right, I'm in. Um, I think my most memorable moment, I don't know how I remember this. I was pretty young. Um, probably middle school, maybe early high school. I don't remember the year exactly this player was drafted. Um, but me, my family and then three of my other friends' families, we were all going up to the water park in Green Bay and it happened to be a draft weekend. So, like, me and my friends talked about, like, we need to be there, like, so we can see the Packers draft pick. And they were terrible the year before. They like, the fifth overall pick. So we're like, we better get up there so we know who they're picking. And, of course, I won't name any names, but one of my friends, um, like, we, I think we stopped at the store, a couple of us, and we were going to get some stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm staying in the car because the pick is coming up, and I'm not going <laughs> to miss this because at the time, like, we didn't have – yeah, you know, no cell phones. Was, or like I said, stuff. I was middle school, so it was probably 15, 17 years ago. Oh, my God. So I had a cell I'm phone like, then. I'm going to sit in the car, and I'm going to listen to this. And I remember th- at the time I wanted a player by the name of DeBrickishaw Ferguson just because <laughs> oh, of his yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he <laughs> go to the Jets? Yes, yes, he went to the Jets. I believe the pick before, so I was pretty yeah. mad. And then the Packers ended up taking A.J. Hawk. And I was like, oh, who the – what the fuck is AJ Hawk? Who's that? And he ended up like he was a pretty good He's player. He's pretty solid for But him. I never let that go that we just drafted AJ Hawk <laughs> at number five. Like he was a pretty good linebacker for us. And my favorite memory about him was during the middle of a game he was caught flipping the bird to the sideline. Like and they kept the camera on it, didn't blur anything <laughs> out. And then they showed it again later in the game and talked about how he should have been flagged for it. He doesn't care. No, and that was right I after he cut his hair. No. That's when he became worse was when he cut his hair. Yes. <coughs> I actually liked when he like had the long hair. Thor I thought cutting he looked, his hair off. He looked like a douche, but it didn't Packers. fit with the Packers. And at the time, I was like, I don't care. We were – I shouldn't say terrible. I think we went like 8-8, eight and eight, but somehow had the fifth overall pick. Hmm. Hmm. Hachi. <laughs> And finally, who's your team picking Thursday? Your pick for the first round. Um, I already know. I think the Bears need a defensive player. Uh, And actually, my buddies and I, well, not all my buddies are Bears fans, so my one buddy and I in particular have been talking about, I can't think of the guy's name now. I just had it. Tell Uh, me about it. Virginia Tech cornerback. Oh, Caleb uh, Farley. Caleb Farley. We think that he's a good replacement for Kyle Fuller. Not sure I agree with them getting the rid of Fuller. Yeah, um, where'd he go again? I don't Denver. Know. Oh, oh yeah, Denver. He, he signed him like two hours after he was yeah. released. Um, however, we were just talking about like he's had some medical issues. I guess Farley has Caleb yeah. Farley back has issues. Cr- like, did he tear his ACL? No. Two years no, ago. He had uh, yes, he did. Two. I was gonna say two years ago. Then yes. came back and was fine. And he's. Uh, He's got like a chronic back. Thing. Yeah. So for a lot of people, that that's like a risk taken the first round. Right. He was going to be the first corner taken more than likely. Right. Um. But yeah, that kind of. And there's a, I can't think of the other one. Tell uh, me about him as well. A Notre Dame, um, linebacker. Yes. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. 
Yeah. I don't, we are only this would be so much Jeremiah. better if you had your... Uh, yeah, if you had your cheat book here. Jeremiah you must have been you? studying it. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I definitely think they need some help on defense. So. The thing with him is you have to be... Uh, that's one of those guys that like you need to be able to appropriately use a unique skill set. Sure. Because he's like undersized, or you're going to use him as strong safety or as a will, or what are you going to... So uh, it's possible that with the Bears' new defensive coordinator, you know, maybe he's got some fresh new ideas. It's like a younger guy. Maybe he's uh, going to be a little bit of an innovator. Probably not. Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> no, that dude's good. Yeah. Like and if, if Farley's healthy, he's proven that he's good. Fact. I mean, so if this back shit gets under control or if he can work through it or whatever – I think he's a viable number one corner in the NFL. Well, his thing, he like really doesn't have a lot of trait or a lot of tape because two years ago he was hurt, yeah, and last year right. he opted out, right. And so then he had played like a year of cornerback before that because mm -hmm. he moved from whatever wide receiver or something in high school, right. So, but like traits wise, he is real strong. Yep. Tyler's a big um, Rashad Bateman guy, so we got the Boca Gophers. To see Rashad Bateman come to the Packers. Do you think there's room in the Packers wide receiving core for him though? Where yes. where's he fit in? Number two. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. M V S is too Stupid. spotty with his hands. He could be a great receiver if he could just stop dropping the ball all the time. Stop dropping the ball. He would have had like four more touchdowns last year. Um and I like Alan Lazard, but he's got injury problems. And no, should have never got rid of Jake Kumaro. Kumaro, well, no. Touchdown, Jesus. Warhawks. Go, go. Um, I just I liked the days where, both with Favre and Rogers, we had just receivers everywhere. You had yeah. Jennings, James Jones, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. Then you threw Devontae in there. Like that was nice to have those. Like you had so many options. And you run out of time with Aaron Rodgers. So yes. So I'd love to see that happen. I don't think it happens, though. I you think, think he's gone before then? If he's there, you don't they think better take him. take him or I might be looking for a new team. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to be gone before that. I don't think he makes it that far. Um, but I do also see them possibly trading up for a cornerback because I don't think they trust any of their other cornerbacks other than Jair Alexander. Who they're going to extend? Who they better. They're talking about it already. Um, I don't think in this particular draft that you that they would have to trade up for a corner. I don't no, think so but either. I think they it is super deep. Right, I but think I think they're looking for an, a number one corner opposite of their number one corner. Like a Farley or But I think a you Patrick could get Sertain. that in the, you could get that in the second round. Could or but where they are. I'm I telling you, I Jordan Love is on the table and someone's gonna bite the bullet. I don't and he's gonna think suck, but that they'll <laughs> Because there's the top two corners, and then there's everybody else. Farley kind of fell into the everybody else category with his back thing. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of Patrick Sertain and um, J.C. Horn. No, guy from Northwestern. Yeah, he's in the second tier. Stop it. I assure you. Greg Newsom. He'll be a late first to second round. Dude, you're definitely a 10. Hey, you're not an 8. We are a late nerd. first round pick. So J.C. Horn is the son of Joe Horn. <laughs> Wide receiver for the Saints. Correct. The guy yeah. that pulled the cell phone out of his sock. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was awesome. Hard. I liked him. Uh, <laughs> um, so those two will likely go early. 
Yeah. I think Patrick Sertan's the pick for the Cowboys at 10. You think so? Yeah, I do. It'll be between those two. Like, I really think they're going corner. Um, the only way I would see them not doing that would be if somehow Kyle Pitts still existed. Which then I still don't think that you would pick Kyle Pitts, except that he's like a generational talent and you kind of have to. But that'd be... Someone bananas. is going to get a phenomenal tight end. Yeah, they are for sure. I would be pretty much die of happiness with a healthy Dak and Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Kyle Pitts, Zeke. Yeah. What else could you need? A healthy offensive line. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> what about the <laughs> awesome <laughs> offensive line that they had from three years ago? That would be good. The defense. Well, that'd be good. Uh, I think that the Oregon kid goes early. I think he's likely the first one. Penne Sewell. Yep. And uh, the Northwestern kid will be the other one that could maybe go. He might go first. Um, also good, but I don't think that that's probably the pick there. I think they have to go defense because their defense is poor. So your second team... The Bears. Who are you looking at? The Bears. <coughs> I've seen Mac Jones the mocked there a bunch. Oh, <laughs> I hope not. I he's that. not going to make it past the 49. He'll I be gone before so 14. <laughs> I think he'll be gone, and I think that's stupid. And I think they could get a quarterback in the second round. The Stanford yeah. kid's decent. Yeah. Kellen Mond from Texas A&M is like – both of those guys are more of developmental guys, I think. But we have Andy Dalton to get you through for a year and whatever. If you're not going to get into the top – Three or four guys, three really, four, well, four. Four. I don't think you can get up high enough to get one of them. So do you go defense then? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Um, yeah, the guy that the Notre Dame kid's good, but I worry. Uh, like, I just don't trust the Bears to, like, utilize them correctly. Be smart and yeah. do smart things. They could definitely use a corner with Kyle Fuller gone. So that would be that would be an opportunity for old Greg Newsom to stay in the Chicagoland area. I dig that. Um, linebackers. Penn State linebacker will probably be gone by then. I think so. I like him, but he won't last that long. Um, Notre Dame one's good, but is kind of a tweener. There's a real good linebacker from Kentucky that is kind of sneaking into the later first round in in a lot of mocks, so that would be an option. I've seen him as high as, like, the number one linebacker for some guys, so that would be interesting. Um, there was a linebacker from the University of Tulsa that showed up to his – or to the medical rechecks at 270. Hmm. Seems a little big for a linebacker. <laughs> Way big. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, 35 pounds big right. maybe? So it seemed, <laughs> the thought was like, tackles the thought was the like, did somebody tell him that he should put on a few pounds and be like an edge rusher? Maybe. 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 Otherwise, or is he just like lazy and got real fat? <laughs> oh, he Eddie Lacy'd it. He Eddie Lacy'd it? I don't know. <laughs> I hope they go defense. I'd prefer it to be a corner, whether that's Greg Newsome. Um, there's two good corners from Georgia that are both kind of in that second-round range. 
uh, Campbell and Stokes. Julius Campbell? Eric? Nope, Eric Stokes. Calais Campbell. No, not him either. Not Julius? <laughs> not strong side? No. <laughs> no, left side. <laughs> left side. Lamar Campbell. Um, or Asante Samuel Jr.? There are so I many yes. sons of former <laughs> there, there amazing are, yeah. players. I know. That would be an option. He's kind of small, but uh, he's good. So I'm thinking corner or linebacker for the Bears. We think alike. I would. I really wouldn't be mad if they went with a receiver. But again, I think in this class that you can find enough value later. But they got to do something. Because Allen Robinson's leaving because they freaking – Sharp Bateman. They dicked around. At 20. I would just be, to stick it to the pack. I'd be great with Do that. Do it. Leaves a corner on the board. <laughs> <laughs> Rashad Bateman would be so excellent. Um, Anthony Miller's been bad, and yeah. they pissed off Allen Robinson. So pretty much their receiving core is going to be a little depleted here soon. Yeah, a lot. So that What if they have a good year? Will Allen Robinson come back? No. No. I think he hates everyone, unless everyone gets fired. Then maybe. God, I hope they don't fire everybody. <coughs> to heck. The heck you got for us. Okay. This is this the first time I've created something? For I, this? Think so. I think so. Yeah, you friggin' bum. Hey, Lazy. I do segment one every time. Ugh. Yeah, half the time you do it as we're sitting at the table putting our headsets on. No one on. said I needed to get it in <laughs> for the outline. All right, so here's what we're doing. In some of the very little free time I had to prepare for this year's draft, I actually looked back at past drafts, mm. and I came upon an article titled The 100 Biggest Draft Busts of All Time. Oh. And I was, I read through it, and I was surprised by some of the higher ones, and I was not surprised at all by, like, the top ten. <laughs> because, as you would probably guess, the top ten does not change for many people. Yeah. And draft bust land. Mm -hmm. So I have I took off of that list of 100 16 random draft picks, and I would like you two to separately on your own as we're going through all of this, create your own bracket seated one through 16. One being your biggest draft bust. Doesn't have to be in bracket form. Bust. I can just write them one. Well, through you 16. can just you're just gonna seed them. You don't okay. have to create the bracket. But it's who is your biggest draft bust out of these 16. Now, some obviously, I didn't pick all the top 10 because I wanted to throw some fun ones in there. And there are some names that I'm like, I didn't know that they were considered a draft bust. And some of them, like, sure. they're only ranked there. Okay. Um, so I have a list. there. It's in alphabetical order. But my list that I'm going to go through is in order from 100 down to 1. You're gonna go through all hundred? No, I have I have them in order. So like the first one I have is number ninety-six. Oh, like I have their rank from the top one hundred, but I'm gonna go in that order. What if we agree with their ranking and put them in that order? Sure. All right. I want to see where you do with this first one because I think <laughs> you both hate this guy. Oh great! Number ninety-six on the list. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. Oh, no way! I don't this know how there's ninety-five <laughs> picks worse than that. When you <laughs> trade away like your entire future <laughs> for three years, to this move is up the one only reason to pick a guy that, that I put him on here because I <laughs> you guys are not like no it. one else was going to pick anyway. So here's here's what they did. They gave some uh, career stats 
and then he has a little write-up. I don't so think he's, like, that high, though. So he has him listed as 96. He was the second overall pick. He was drafted ahead of, obviously, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Blah, blah, His blah. career stats right now, he's 29 and 21 as a starter, 64% completion His percentage. stats really are not terrible. So well, you can't call has, him a big boss. He has 10,609 pass yards, 64 touchdowns, 37 picks. He has an 87.2 rating. That's, That's not terrible. Not bust material. Like so bad bust. Um, what but it's still a bust for what they paid yes. for this. Correct. To yeah. move up, to move up to one, move one, spot. one spot with a team that was like <laughs> obviously <laughs> not going to take him. Yeah. Correct. <coughs> um, so this guy, I'll just read a little bit. He said, in my honest opinion, Mitch Trubisky isn't a bad quarterback. I believe you can win games with him. The problem isn't Mitch Trubisky. It's the fact that he was taken ahead of Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Right. If Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson are Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, then Mitch Trubisky is Alex Smith. And I thought that was a pretty decent yeah. comparison to that class. He has a robot leg and he's yeah. average. Um, this is where I thought you guys would agree with him <laughs> uh, because th- he made the playoffs, he's made a Pro Bowl, and he showed flashes both with his arm and his feet. His coach, Matt Nagy, however, has tried to implement his system rather than a system that fits his quarterback. And it's caused some struggles for Trubisky and the Bears. And Nagy has continued to deviate from what Trubisky's strengths are. And he has continued to somehow have a job, even though being a total freaking Correct. moron. He so should I think be fired. he's on this list because of what they paid for him. Right. Yeah. But he wouldn't be on this <coughs> list had the Bears gotten rid of Nagy or implemented a different system. So I can't rank them until I hear them all, though, so right? Well, you can go ahead. Like, you have 1 through 16, so you can put a number next to them however you want and change it up as I give names. Because some of them you're going to be like, probably who is that? You're going to know all these, I'm sure. Because you're the but bigger draft Because you're a nerd. So that was number 96. Cool. Dropping down to number 91. And I picked him because I remember thinking he's going to be really good, and he was kind of cool. Uh, 91 was Amobi Okoye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was a D tackle drafted by the Houston Tekken Texans, tenth overall in two thousand seven. Career stats aren't great: three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, sixteen sacks, one hundred seventy-seven tackles, twenty-seven for a loss. He was drafted as at a twenty years old. He played as a, as a twenty-year-old rookie. I remember him. I liked him. Um, and he had five and a half sacks in his rookie year. Pretty good rookie year. Uh, and then just really fizzled out. He ended up retiring at 27. Not bad, brother. I bl- didn't. I think did he play for Chicago for a year? He, he might have. I think he came I to think Chicago. He, like one of the last year or two. Yeah. yeah. I think he was there. I wasn't overly productive. No. Um, so that one, like I said, I threw him on there because I really liked him in the draft, and he was super young at the time. And yeah. I thought, you know, uh, number 87 on this man's list. The Tim Tebow. Oh, classic. <laughs> Drafted with the 25th pick. His career stats are some stats. 8-6 and six as a starter. <laughs> 47.9 completion percentage. 2,400 yards. 17 touchdowns. 9 interceptions. 75.3 rating. He did have 989 rush yards and 12 rushing touchdowns. He did win a playoff game. He did upset the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, <laughs> I also like the way he started his um, intro. 
Here come the Tebow maniacs. <laughs> yes, quotes, Mr. Goody Two-Shoes makes the list. While some people never forget what a great person Tim Tebow was and is to this very day, they seem to forget that he sucked at being an NFL quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't good at all. When Tebow was drafted by the Broncos with the 25th pick, people thought they had lost their minds, which yeah, I don't blame them. I won't read the rest. It's pretty long. Uh, so Tim Tebow is the next one. After that, number 77, dropping 10, Mr. Ron Dane to the New York Giants with the 11th overall pick. Uh, he had he finished his career 3,700 rush yards, 28 rushing touchdowns. Thunder and lightning, though. I thought he was going to be much better than he was. Pretty bad. I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, um, I kind of agree. Really, all this guy talks about is how his college success and his college traits did not translate to the NFL like everyone thought they would. Um, he was a situational running back at best. Oh, the classic Wisconsin running back. Jonathan Taylor is not situational. 100%. He is. Neither right is now Melvin Gordon. Indianapolis has eight. Two bosses. Melvin Gordon's not that good anymore. Uh, Monty Ball was. was not he had good some other bro. issues going on. Like James White, White is situational. Yeah, he's in a uh, Super Bowl MVP. Or should have been. Yeah. Just saying. Running so back you, bro. Don't be jealous. Rondé is not running back you. <laughs> what no is? freaking way. <laughs> Who is it? Anyone else that has oh, come any on. measure of success? Anyone else? Like who? You Miami. can't even can't say Alabama. Miami. Who? Who is Miami have? Edron uh, James. Willis McGahee. Frank Gore. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams doesn't count. Yeah. He got high. What? Okay. <laughs> Just say all of those guys had way more success than any Frank of them. Potential Super Bowl MVPs like James White? No, none of them. Speechless. So you don't so even James have any. White <laughs> had a good game. He had a great, great season. He what? was the go-to guy. All right, we're moving on. Yep. This is going to take forever. At number seventy-one, I honestly, I'm not going to lie, I didn't know this guy even was drafted into the NFL, but I knew the name right away. Greg Maddox. Steve Spurrier. Interesting. He was drafted third overall to the 49ers in 1967. Holy shit! He oh, went. Wow, I didn't know he was. He went 13, 24, and 1, 51.9 completion percentage, wow, 6,900 pass sucky. yards, 40 touchdowns, 60 interceptions. <laughs> Jesus. When did he get drafted overall? 1967. 67. What? But what pick? Three. Three. Bad call. He came out of Florida. Um, here's part of – so he was drafted. They had a pro bowler by the name of John Brody at the time. Uh, so Spurrier wasn't going to play. For a couple years. That, they say, demotivated him, and he just didn't care. And he, he admitted as much and just said he wasn't very ambitious. So huh. he got paid a bunch of money to be a backup and couldn't handle it. But I had to throw him on there because Steve Spurrier is. Yeah, it's a big name. Steve Spurrier. Oh, Wes Courier. <laughs> Number 63, Roberto Aguayo, kicker oh my God, he's for the, the Tampa worst. Bay Bucks. He was drafted in the second round, 59th overall, in 2016. And he's awful. He went 22 for 31, which is a 71% field goal percentage. <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, 
He so. might be the number one. To draft a kicker <laughs> in the second round is unheard of. And then for him to be freaking terrible. In attempts from 40 to 49, he was 4 for 11. <laughs> that's wow. where almost all of his misses came from. Is that good? But to take him in the second round, that's a lot. He was let go after one season. And then he tried out for the Bears and didn't make it on their freaking carousel of <laughs> shitty, <laughs> horrible <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. All right. Number 52, Brady Quinn to the Cleveland Browns. I th- He was only 22nd overall. I thought he went much higher than that. Uh, he went 4-16. and 53.8 completion, 3,000 pass yards. Ten, uh, 12 TDs, 17 picks, 64.4 rating. Um, he slid to 22, was supposed to be a top pick. He was very impressive in his re- preseason, but they started Derek Anderson over him. Uh, and Anderson led the Browns to 10-6 and six that year and went to the Pro Bowl. So they also, the next year, started Derek Anderson over him. Then Romeo Cornell was fired, and Brady Quinn was not seen as the quarterback of the future. He was just thrown in to do whatever. So maybe he wasn't a bust, but they just kind of screwed him over, plus it was Cleveland. Uh, Number 42, another quarterback, this time in the NFC North, Christian Ponder to the Minnesota Vikings at 12 overall. I wish he was still in Minnesota. That would be awesome. Uh, He went 14. 21 and 1, 59.8 completion percentage, 6,600 pass yards, 38 TDs, 36 picks. He was a shocking top 15 selection in the NFL draft. Wasn't expected to go that early or at all because he was projected to go late second, early third. stuff after that another nfc north quarterback joey harrington detroit lions third overall he what number is he on the bust list number 36 finished 26 and 50 56 percent completion percentage 14,700 pass yards 79 touchdowns 85 interceptions 69.4 rating nice i dig it to be fair to Joey Harrington, he couldn't have gotten drafted into a worse situation. The Matt Millen Detroit Lions was probably yeah, the worst bad. era of Lions football history. Unfortunately, Harrington, a young promising quarterback, was part of it. Had to endure multiple wide receiver flops and other draft busts. And I, on purpose, I don't think I picked any of the wide receiver picks for the Lions because they were all that bad. Mm-hmm. Charles Rogers, yep. Mike yeah. Williams. Yikes. Mike Williams was worse than Charles Rogers. <coughs> what about Mr. Fred Rogers? Uh, no, he was good. I liked him. He was success. Good. Yep. Um, the next one, number 32 after Joey Harrington, Deion Jordan, DN for the Miami Dolphins, was yep. taken third overall. That's pretty high. 13 and a half sacks, 108 tackles, 14 for a loss, and five interceptions as a DN. But I think he played more outside backer for a while. Um, he converted from tight end slash receiver to a D lineman after his freshman year at Oregon. So he made the switch in college. I feel like he had a brief stint with the Bears also. I think he did for a year. Um, Didn't do anything also. No. 
his biggest problem kept violating the substance drugs. abuse policy. Oh, yeah. I'm always doing drugs. <laughs> Apparently, he played this past year, though. He had an okay season as a backup for the Seahawks in 2020. Huh. Who knew? Not this guy. Number 31, Trent Richardson for the Cleveland yeah. Browns. Third overall in 2012. Finished with 2,000 rush yards, 17 touchdowns, 912 receiving yards. Uh, he looked like a good player in his first year and a half. However, just two games into his second season, the team traded him to the Ravens, I believe, right? I think so. Yep. And what did they get for that pick? A 2014 first-round pick. I won't say who it is yet. Because he's on the bus he's list. He's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you guys want to hear a cool story about Trent Richardson, ask Ben the Robber. Because he knows a guy who works in the Canadian Football League <laughs> for the team with that. Trent. He's, he's got some pretty funny stories about him. Um, yeah. We're going to make a big jump. That was 31. We're jumping all the way to 17. Hit me. Brian Bosworth. Oh, did I? S hold on. I might have skipped that. The Boz? Yeah, the Boz. Love that guy. The Boz. Uh, he was a linebacker taken by the Seattle Seahawks. First Seahawks, first overall in 1987. And it was wow. a supplemental draft, but he was still taken first overall. <laughs> and it starts, <laughs> this man wasn't a very good football player at all. He was a great market machine. Bosworth and his advisors did a great job of marketing as the him boss. as a superhero bodybuilding linebacker that's going to be the next superstar of the NFL. The Seahawks bought into the ridiculous hype and took Bosworth with the first pick. It was a farce. Bosworth was a farce, and his career-defining moment was the iconic broken tackle by Bo Jackson, who sent Bosworth flying out the way Just as he skipped him. into the end zone for a touchdown. We should find that. Yeah, that's a great. Um, he was drafted in 87 and retired in 89. Wow. Yeah. Pretty I bad. thought he was in longer than that. Yep. You guys weren't even born then. No, but I, I remember it. <laughs> also, I am. I lied. We're going to go back to that Trent Richardson thing. I didn't add that one pick. It was Johnny Manziel. That's who they took with that pick they got back for the trade. Oh. I didn't put him on the list because we already put a, court, a Browns quarterback on here. You could have like three Browns quarterbacks if you wanted. A lot. Brandon Whedon. Uh, number 10, Kajana Carter, Cincinnati Bengals, first overall, 98. 1,100 rush yards, 20 touchdowns. Kajana continues the legacy of the curse of the Penn State running back. Injuries yeah. would be the downfall of the once promising prospect. You have to give him credit for being resilient and not giving up. He would fight for roster spots over seven seasons. Jeez. I don't even remember him really being in the league, and that's like – I mean, I was eight years old when he was drafted. I don't really remember him. I know the name for sure. I do, just because I was that's it. older than eight. True, you were already like 50 <laughs> and going to the Dells. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from number 10 to number four, and this one hurts me, Tony Mandrich. Dude, how is he not one? Come on. You know who number one is. Uh, he was in 86 games, 63 games started. No real stats that they had because he sucked. What draft pick did they spend on him? Second. This man was supposed to be the greatest offensive lineman prospect of all time. That was what Mandrich was dubbed in an infamous Sports Illustrated cover in 1989 before the NFL draft. He was 6'6", 330, and pure muscle. 
wasn't built like your typical offensive lineman, had very little body fat, and his pre-draft hype grew further at the NFL Combine. He bench-pressed 225 39 times. Jesus. He ran a 4.6540. What? <laughs> at 330 pounds? How is he not good? Um, he failed to win the left tackle job, played right tackle, where he was horrendous. <laughs> um, he was also getting smaller in size because he was no longer on PEDs. Well, that'll happen. Which is why he was so big. He was cut in 1992. That was the infamous Tony Mandrich over Barry Sanders draft. Yes. Sorry to bring that up to no, all the Packers fans. No, that's why I put him on here. <laughs> Um, he did apparently. I didn't know this. He made a decent comeback with the Colts. I do and remember he that. That right tackle for two years. I do remember that. Um, and then I like this. Mandrich's iconic Sports Illustrated cover of the Incredible Bulk was yep. infamously replaced with another cover of him, the Incredible Bust. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. So he was number four on this list. I wish I would have put number three on here because I don't remember who it was. But we've got two and one. Number two. Jamarcus Russell, yeah. first overall, 2017. Didn't realize he played in this many games, but he went 7-18 and 18 as a starter. 4,000 wow. pass yards, 18 touchdowns, 23 picks. Here's the one thing that I'm going to uh, – If it's the story I'm thinking of, I'm going to tell it, it, it if it's not. <laughs> uh, former teammate Kirk Morrison tells a couple of instances to which Russell displayed his red flags in his time with the Raiders one of which was a time where a coach gave Russell a blank <laughs> DVD yes. that supposedly had a list of plays for Russell to take home and study. Russell comes into practice the next day, and the coach asks Russell what his favorite plays on the DVD were. Russell lies and says he likes all the plays and is fine with all the plays on the tape. There were no plays on the tape, and it exemplified Russell's carelessness and unprofessionalism. <laughs> he also said he learned about the blitz packages, yes. and there was nothing on the tapes. <laughs> It just goes to show you that the NFL is a grown man's league and you cannot be lazy, not put in the work, or act unprofessionally and expect to be given another chance. So he's number two. Number one, I think everyone listening to this should probably know, at least based on the list, uh, is Ryan Leaf, Los Angeles Chargers, second overall pick in 98 behind Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, yep. Um, he went 4-17, and 48% completion, 3,700 yards. 14 touchdowns, 37 or sorry, 36 interceptions. Um, there was one, <laughs> uh, one little section I want to read. Uh, it was well known that the Chargers would take whoever didn't go first to the Colts. The Colts were split in the war room. Half the room wanted Leaf, the other half wanted Manning. Ultimately, the Colts made the right decision. I don't care what GM at the time Bill Polian said about the '98 draft. He got lucky and he knew it. He didn't like Manning much more than he liked Leaf, and it wasn't an easy and obvious decision like he claimed at the time. <laughs> he did go 2-0 and in his first two games, and then in the third game, uh, that's where, the, where it went to go downhill. He went 1-for-15 with four yards, two picks, and a fumble. Nice. Yikes. He was a backup for a year in Dallas. He, that is confirmed. I think I remember that, but he also got into a scuffle where he berated a reporter, and I kind of want to find that video just to see what happened. So those are your 16 top 100 draft picks. Let's just 
rank them 16 to 1 for you. Mm-hmm. Some of them are going to be pretty hard, I think. Though I think I know who your guys' number one is going to be. I'm guessing. Nope, you don't. Trubisky is not my number one. You're lying. I'm not lying. No, not lying. Do you have them all written down? Otherwise, I have a list here. Nope, I got them. Get what picks they were, what year. I still can't get over the Steve Spurrier thing. <coughs> cricket, cricket. We're working. <laughs> I know yes. you're working. It's bad radio, but it's fine. No, it's a. It's gonna be great. Everyone's probably <coughs> super excited to hear what you got. We'll just play some music during this time. Just play some friggin' music with I'm your done. mouth. It was a contest to see who got done first, too, right? Yep. Yes, it won. Speed counts. I get an extra point for that. Now the clock is running on Colin. Time counts. Every minute loses a point. Oh, riding yes. time. Doo yes, doo pretty much. You know who has a lot of riding time? Gable. Not Gable. Yeah, he can't ride anybody. He's going to lose at Allegedly. the Olympics, too, by the way. Just kidding. If Gable's listening, you're going to win it all. Did you hear his quote when they said... You know, it's something he about... He has a one-six chance. Yeah, oh no, you have a one-in-six chance, and like he's like, no, they, they have a one-in-six chance of getting me. Like, that's <laughs> not how math works, but I like your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he came from the right place. Yeah, I know what he was trying to say. He didn't have a lot of time to crunch <laughs> the numbers in his head. It, I know what he meant. You done, Big C? Yeah, guys. Big shoots. Let's do it. <clears throat> all right, so what, how do you want to do this? Do you all want to go through your own list? Do we want no, to let's just go numbers. Down? We'll yep. go back and forth numbers. All right, starting with 16. I think Leaf. Mitch Trubisky. Oh, 16, sorry. Yeah, we're going 16. Oh, you're going the other way. Sorry. I got a Koye at 16. I think that makes sense. I went with Mitch. At 16? Yep. That makes I sense. I don't think too. he was a bust. I think he played for a fucking stupid organization. Well, organization I had or him coach? High. Coach. And yes. GM. I had him a little higher than 16, but that's fine. All I right. mean, I think that... No, he was a bust. I probably fucked that up. Thought they got a. Well, I don't think they needed a trade up for him. The reason, they way overpaid. Yes, yes, that's the reason that's I put him a little higher on my list is because he's for what they did, career. he w would be classified a bust for what they paid for him. Right. That's like you went out and paid seventy five thousand dollars for a nineteen eighty nine Ford pickup truck. Oh, hey I could man. go get you one of those. Yeah, I'm a huge Ford guy. He's gonna have a great know, career as Josh Allen's backup. Okay. <laughs> Facts. All right. All 15. right. Fifteen. Ron Dang. Deion Jordan. Because while pretty shitty for as high as of a draft pick he was, like he's still around. You know. Yeah. That's I true. see that. I I I put Dane down there. Maybe I'm biased because I'm Badger, but also I do think for a few years when it was like tiki and him the thunder and lightning thing like that was pretty successful duo yes. for the giants and yes he's a situational running back so maybe that's why you know Classic at, at 10 whatever but yeah he was i think he he had some success you know overall so mm -hmm. in the right spot i guess sorry all right 14 joey harrington tim tebow I thought that Whoa. Harrington was always like decent. He was around when I was like growing up, and he was like never like, "Oh my God, this guy is terrible." 
again, it's it was the Lions. Yes, he just played for a terrible How team. much off of Joey Harrington, how much better would Matthew Stafford be in any other organization? Yes, yeah, you're right. Uh, and maybe I maybe I underestimated Tebow. Barry he should have been a little higher on that or list. Or Calvin too. Johnson. Yep. It's where careers go to die. <laughs> so you had Tebow at 14. Yeah, I probably should have moved him up. I probably I probably messed that he up. He won a playoff game. He beat the Steelers. They were what weren't they the favorites that year? They were pretty high they up. They were pretty there. high up. Yeah. It's hard to do. 13 I had Amobi Okoye. I had Steve Spurrier. Pretty bad. Pretty short career. <laughs> he, had, he had a lot of interceptions for playing. He had a lot of half interceptions. A yeah. <laughs> Maybe he should have been higher too. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know enough about him. Like other than just reading his stats, right. like right. you don't know what he likes to have for breakfast or. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what his sign is either. <laughs> Twelve. I had Tebow. I had Jordan. It's hard to knock people for drafting a Heisman winner at twenty-five. 25 or 26 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, his skill set was pretty limited coming out of college, but, you know, you still imagine that you can carve out some kind of role for that, I would think. And that's kind of when I looked at Dane at 14 or 15, that's kind of what I thought. Heisman Trophy winner, all-time leading college roster, like he's got to be able to do something. Moneyball, yeah. He wasn't the Heisman Trophy winner or the all-time leading rusher. Close. Anyway. No. Number 11. Roberto Ogayo. Steve Spurrier. Wes Courier. Aguayo sucks. He's just friggin' horrible. Should have been higher, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they all suck, let's be real. Ten, I had Brady Quinn. I had Brady Quinn as well. Whoa. Nice. Booyah. You guys each get an airhead. Nailed it. Yeah, suck it, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, I had Mitchell Trubisky. I had Kajana Carter. Hmm. Seems like that's awfully high to be really not that productive. First overall, it's not great. Also, the Bengals need to stop drafting running backs because they're killing them. Confirmed. Agreed. Number eight, I had Joey Harrington here. As much as he did was threw the ball around, and the Lions were pretty shitty. Like, I mean, they drafted him three. Like, yes, uh, that's still some of that. Pretty high. You'd think he would have some skills. I had Christian Ponder because he had no skills. Yes. What? Stop. He got <laughs> all of us extra wins every year. <laughs> <laughs> At seven, I had Christian Ponder. I had Ron Dane. Wow, that hurts. That's not as low as I thought you were going to have him. Pretty I thought you'd put him bad. in the top five. Wow. I mean, it's pretty close. That you hurts. got him at seven. but Number six, I had Kajana Carter. I had the Boz. <sighs> so he probably could have been higher also. Playing two years is not great. Yeah. Yeah. He, he moved up my list because of that. Plus, I really want to watch that him get trucked again. That's a pretty good awesome. video. Number five, I had Trent Richardson. I had Roberto Aguayo because he's horrible. I should have moved him up higher. I, I underestimated <laughs> him. Nah. He or made a couple overestimated picks. him. He was three for he four. He had 70% field goals. That's seven out of That's ten. That's horrible. That's Hall of Fame batting average and basketball. He's not a baseball player or a basketball player. He's a kicker who should be doing 90%. Hey, if he missed, though, he probably just missed it clean. He didn't <laughs> hit the po- post twice. He's stupid. They're all stupid. <laughs> Four ahead, Tony Mandrich. Four ahead, the Boz. 
I, at three, had Tony Mandarich. And I went with Trent Richardson because he, too, is shitty for taking a running back that high. Yeah, totally uh, agree. Number two, I had Jamarcus Russell. I had Ryan Leaf. Oh, you flip-flopped those two, and huh? And we flip-flopped. Jamarcus was just such a I would have also put Jamarcus at number one. I'm not sure what else I would have done. See, I put Leaf at number one just because of the, like, complete – meltdowns that leaf had like jamarcus was just kind of like dude whatever like i'm just not gonna do any work and i'm gonna gain 40 pounds i'm gonna be lineman size and this is just me whereas leaf would come in and like 20 yards leaf would come in and like want to kill the the press and like fight his teammates and like throw his helmet hard to blame a guy the other reason i would put russell ahead of leaf is russell was number one leaf was number two yep yeah i suppose that's yeah i win if if Manning goes second after Leaf, then Leaf is number one for sure. Especially after his third game, one for 15, four yards, two picks. Yeah, You can't have half your amount of yardage in, in <laughs> interceptions. That's just – you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Not going to have a long career. Definitely agree with you there. Oh, we're only two days from the draft. Actually, we'll be on day three of the draft. When oh, no. It'll draft be will be over when people are listening to this. Forgot we don't do Saturdays anymore. Katie's gonna hate this episode so much. Well, Katie'll get over it's it. It's also an hour and a half long. <laughs> I thought it was much shorter. But <laughs> sorry, everybody. Most people didn't make it this far. If you did, if you did, you're our special winner of our, our love. Special. Actually, winner. no. If you are hearing this right now, I invite you to come have a beer. Not and not talk sh- about the draft. Yeah, you have to talk about the draft <laughs> with us. But you get to come have a beer and hang out. Because you're a true fan. Which uh, reminds me, we should go listen to True Colors from Trolls. (laughs) JT and Anna Kendrick. (laughs) Love them both together. All right, folks. For a couple of wannabe draft experts, (laughs) we we hope your team doesn't do a bunch of dumb shit this weekend. I hope your guys' team does. Well, fingers (laughs) crossed. I'm afraid that ours will. Draft episode number two. Uh, for Jake Reese and Tyler, I'm Colin.